Hello and welcome to the World of Birds podcast. I am your host, Kayla Fisk. This is a podcast featuring the great diversity found throughout the bird world, including unique behaviors, adaptions, habitats, and everything in between to help educate others and hopefully inspire action to help protect and conserve these amazing species. Today's episode will be all about owls. Owls are broken up into two different families, Strigidae, the true owls, and Titanidae, barn owls. Characterized by large round heads, facial discs, cryptic coloring, and with many species having ear tufts. They also have feathered legs, powerful talons, and are zygodactyl, meaning they have two toes pointing forward and two facing backwards, but unlike most other zygodactyl species, owls can actually rotate one of their back toes forward to help with grip or walking. While primary being nocturnal, some are crepuscular, which means they are most active at dawn and dusk, while some are even perfectly content hunting during the day. You can actually give a good guess to when a particular species prefers to hunt by looking at their eye color. Owls with dark brown or black eyes, like barred owls, tend to be the ones who hunt at night. Owls with orange eyes, like the Eurasian eagle owl, are the ones most active at dawn and dusk, and ones that hunt during the day tend to have yellow eyes, like the burrowing owls. But to be able to hunt at night, you would need to have great vision, which is achieved by having more rods and cones in their eyes, which gives them great vision but not so great color vision. Also, their eyes aren't really shaped like ours. Due to their high-powered vision, their eyes tend to look more like tubes. On top of that, they have also very large eyes compared to head size. In comparison, if humans had the same size eyes to skull ratio as owls do, they would be the size of oranges. The downfall of having eyes that big though is that they are fixed inside their skull, meaning that they can't actually move their eyes. They're literally locked into the sockets and are unable to even look up, down, or roll their eyes independently from their skull. But these large eyes, unfortunately, don't leave much room for brain space. So the saying wise as an owl might not be necessarily correct. To protect their large eyes, they also have what is called a nictitating membrane which acts as a third eyelid and goes diagonally across the eye to protect and clean its surface. But to get around the issue of not being able to move their eyes, owls have evolved another unique trait. They have 14 vertebrae in their necks, which allows them to turn their head 270 degrees. In contrast, humans only have seven vertebrae. Their ears are also unique in that they are asymmetrical with one generally being placed higher on one side of the head and lower on the other. This allows them to effectively pinpoint the location of their prey. With their asymmetrical ears, along with the facial discs, this allows them to focus sounds to their ears, giving them amazing hearing. This adaption gives them the ability to hear prey up to 45 centimeters under snow, or in the barn owl's case, being able to hunt in almost complete darkness. Another cool adaption that allows them to effectively hunt at night is having silent flight. 
This is achieved by having specially adapted feathers. On the outside edge of their flight feathers are small, stiff fringes that break up the air as they're flying, which minimizes the sound created while flying. Also, depending on the species and habitat, this group will have a wide variety of different prey species, from small mammals, like mice and voles, up to rabbits, foxes, and monkeys. But mammals aren't the only species on the menu. Many others in this family will prey on insects, birds, and even fish. They, as a whole, tend to be stationary in their territories, but some species do have seasonal changes in location, with only about 10% being actually migratory like the northern sawwet, for example. An interesting note is that night jars, like whippoorwills, chuckwills, widows, and relatives, are more closely related to owls than hawks are. As said in the beginning of this episode, owls are broken down into two distinct families, Strigidae and Titanidae. The family Strigidae is considered the true owls. This family consists of 189 different species and is found almost worldwide, on every continent except Antarctica. This family has species with the greatest range in size, with the smallest being the little elf owl, which is about the size of a sparrow and only about 5 inches tall, all the way up to the great gray owl with a length of up to 33 inches. The family Titanidae contains the barn owls, grass owls, mast owls, and bay owls, and consists of about 20 unique species. This family group tends to have a heart-shaped facial disc, except for the bay owls, where their facial disc, which is split in half. Their eyes, compared to the other owl family, tend to be smaller and more oval-shaped. Most species in this family tend to also be cavity nesters. The smallest member is the Oriental Bay Owl at about 9 inches tall, and the largest would be the Australian Mast Owl at 22 inches. Barn owls also have an interesting threat display called toe dusting, where they will lower their head and swing it back and forth while hissing, which makes themselves look bigger and more intimidating to potential predators or threats. Barn owls also possess what is called a pectinate toe, which means that one of their toes and one or both feet have a comb-like structure that is used to help with preening and straightening their feathers. Unfortunately, owls face many threats, from collision with vehicles, habitat loss, and poison, with the last one being one that is 100% avoidable. Many don't realize that the poison or rodenticide they put out to deal with mice and other rodents doesn't end there as it slowly kills any living creature that ingests it and makes the victim slow, lethargic, and easy prey for predators. Some potential predators that eat this poisoned rodent could include cat, dog, fox, or other birds of prey, including owls. The poison in the rodent then gets into, in this case, an owl's system and slowly kills them too. But if it's nesting season, that mouse could also be fed to baby owls and kill off the whole clutch. It is a very unfortunate outcome for something completely avoidable. So please, avoid the use of such poisons. The use of humane traps is preferable and could save the lives of your local wildlife and pets. So please help keep our local wildlife safe and educate others about this threat. 
Other ways you can help owls is to build and put up nesting boxes for your local species, as in many areas, large, older, and dead trees are removed, making possible nest locations hard to find. Also, avoid throwing garbage out alongside the road, where it can attract rodents and possibly bring an owl or other predators to the road where they can get hit by vehicles. And as always, you can donate to an owl-related nonprofit or your local wildlife rehabilitation center to help fund the expenses for caring for and releasing injured and orphaned owls in your area. And with that, I wrap up this owl-themed episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things about this unique group of species. If you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it, leave a review, or follow this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kayla Fiskbirds. Thanks for listening, all you lovely bird nerds, and have a great day.